What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh. Good yeah. Monday morning Check to you. It, it is now. the numbers game at VEASAN, the sports betting network right here at uh, Sirius XF Channel 204, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo, Sling, and Game Plus. It's Gil Alexander. Good morning to you. NFL guessing lines week number five coming up today with Chrissy. Chris Andrews, who uh, runs the South Point Sportsbook Hotel Casino. Um, I already said Sportsbook before that. I meant the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook. <laughs> we'll do that. Uh, nothing but a bevy of guests all weekend, all week long after that, right? Tuesday through Friday, it's just jam-packed. Monday, we like to just sort of cool out and talk about the NFL. We will briefly discuss baseball moving forward. Basketball last night. What a performance from Jimmy Butler. Epic performance. Uh, and then we got to bring up this tennis thing. Because I, I just hope a numbers game listeners in droves bet who we've been telling them to bet for the greater part of the 2020 calendar year in the French Open. You know who I'm talking about, loyal listeners. So I hope everybody is uh, sitting on a ticket here on the cusp of something, hopefully on the cusp. A lot of work to be done, but looking good right now. We'll get into all that. But first, the National Football League yesterday, and let's bring him in. It's Chris Andrews, everybody. Good morning to you, Chrissy. What's going on, Gil? Good morning. Uh, uh, good morning to you. Well, here's the here's the first thing I'd like to say. 21 of 26 teaser legs on sides hit. Only the Texans, Niners, Cowboys, Jets, and Cardinals did not. So I just want a commitment from you, Chrissy, that you won't change teaser prices for the rest of the year. <laughs> for the rest of the year. Could you? <laughs> uh, I don't think I will. Let's put it that way. All but, right. uh, yeah, the teasers hurt us. So many games going over yesterday hurt us, you know. Uh, we we still managed to eke out a very small profit, but it was a small profit on Sunday. Okay. Well, for those who are just tuning into this show, this uh, Monday show for the first time, Guessing Lines, this is a tribute to the old Stardust radio show for back in the day with Roxy Roxborough. Uh, I guess I've been a cocoon. I guess next week's lines. Uh, legit, don't know what they are. 
guessing them. And uh, then Chrissy tells me what he will actually be posting here at the South Point Hotel Casino right after this show. And within that exercise, we hope to extract value. Now, next last week, let me just say this. Last week was one of those rare weeks, and I was three and two in the contest. But the two that I that I missed were the ones that I had on guessing lines the greatest instinct for as being way off. That's usually not how this works. It's usually on guessing lines we have the best instinct. But man, uh, the Dolphins and the Texans, we'll, we'll talk about those two games uh, when we get there. Those did not work out as I thought they would. Uh, let's start with Thursday, Chrissy. Okay, Thursday, we got Tampa Bay at Chicago. Tampa Bay at Chicago, which I guess is now a game between two, three, and ones. Uh, Tampa Bay, which was my survivor pick also, looked a little sketchy there for a little bit. Uh, but they come from sure behind. Did, yeah. Come from way behind. Come from 17 points down to beat the Chargers. Uh, 38 to 31, 46 time. Tom Brady has delivered a winning drive in the fourth quarter or OT. Or OT, I don't know why I sounded like that right there, of a uh, regular season game, has overcome a deficit of 10 or more points to win a league best 34 times, including postseason, seventh five touchdown performance of his career. He was 30 of 46 for 369, five touchdowns, one pick. That was a pick six, by the way, that made it 14 to seven. It got to 24 to seven, as I said, a 17 point lead. And Chris, the game swung because of Anthony Lynn. Now imagine me with a survivor pick on the Bucks. <laughs> And I'm down 17. All the Chargers have to do is run out the clock late in the first half. And at their own five-yard line, they decide to run an option. And they run. And Joshua Kelly fumbles it. Touchdown Bucks. And all of a sudden, it's like you could hear the Rocky music for my survivor pick. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. That was all it took. That was the the way the game changed. Uh, and Dominican Sue forcing a fumble inside the LA 10 with the Chargers. Uh, attempting to run out the clock, I guess. Devin White recovers. Six-yard touchdown pass from Brady to Evans, who finished with seven catches for 122. Uh, Evans even said, quote, I was a bit surprised they didn't just take a knee. It was 24-7. They had a great first half. They made a mistake. We capitalized it, got on a touchdown, and had momentum going in the second half and ran with it. Pretty much dead on. Ronald Jones, 20 for 111. 484 total yards of offense for the Bucks, who were playing without Chris Godwin. Leonard Fournette. Uh, then LaShawn McCoy departed uh, in the first half. O.J. Howard might have a serious Achilles injury. Who are they playing? You said the Bears? Ah, uh, the Bears. Yeah. Uh, the Bears, They that was another one where my instinct was completely uh, completely wrong about on that, even though I didn't end up picking them. By the way, it's Gil, yeah, Ale- me too. By the way, it's Gil Alexander, Chris Andrews, guessing lines right here on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, Sirius XM Channel 204. Uh, I won't belabor the thing with the Bears, the Colts kept them out of the end zone until Allen Robinson caught a 16-yard pass with 135 remaining. Foles, 26 of 42 for 249, just one touchdown, one pick. He was sacked once. Robinson did end up with seven for 101 and a touchdown. 28 total rushing yards. That's it for the Bears. And they were outgained 289 to 269 by the Colts, losing it 19 to 11. Not exactly an offensive showcase. Way under the total of 43. Uh, I'll say Tampa Bay by... After that Bears performance, Tampa Bay by six on the road. Uh, it's mostly five and a half. I do see a six. My power ratings without home field uh, have Tampa Bay six and a half. Uh, so I guess, I, you know, I, I'm still, I'm going to try to do a little work this week and figure out what, what if anything, these home fields are worth. Uh, so I think probably right now I'm going to start with the five and a half. But let me just say, 
like Nick Foles, you know, and I, listen, I, I needed him when he won the uh, Super Bowl with Philly. I mean, I think I needed him all throughout that stretch. So it's hard for me to knock a guy like that. But, you know, the guy's just been like horribly inconsistent. And when I, I you know, usually when say somebody's horribly inconsistent, it means that they're terrible. But he's had moments where he looks fantastic. But yesterday was definitely not one of them. And uh, I, I just, I think Foles is going to be one of those guys. I don't know what the future is going to be for New Trubisky and his team or anything. But he's probably one of those guys you could bring in off the bench and maybe give your team a spark, something like that. But I don't think, uh, I don't think you could build a team around him. He's just not the quarterback that that you would like in a situation like that. And uh, you know, and I think we saw that yesterday. They scored late uh, to make it like a kind of a phony number. Because uh, they were really never in the game, and you know, I like to look at QBR a lot. And his QBR, where am I at? It was like forty-two point five. I don't know where they came up with that number because he did not do that much to help his team win. That's supposed to be what QBR is all about. Uh, so I don't know where they got that number because his stats were extremely mediocre: five point nine yards per attempt. He threw an interception. You know, he had that late touchdown. Uh, you know, but it, it, he's just not a quarterback you could build around. And Tampa Bay, by the way, uh, I think they're getting better and better. I think they really are. You know, even though Brady had that pick six, which was uh, obviously not very good, but uh, you know, he came through when they needed him. And uh, you know, that team's—I uh, think that team's going to get better as the year goes on. But anyway, I'm going to open five and a half. If I see it going up a little bit, I probably will go up. Are you advocating a switch back to Mitchell Trubisky, Chris? Is that what you just did right there? I don't know. No, I'm not, not really. No, no. Yeah. That's the problem. I, I'm advocating they start all over again. How's that? Okay. All right. you know, I don't know what. <laughs> Dan, what was it? Bob Avellini. Where are you when we need you? Wherever that guy's name was. Was it Bob Avellini? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will say this though. For, for, oh yeah. I will, Here's one of them. I will refer for all those of us who had Tampa Bay as a survivor pick yesterday. Literally down 17. When that fumble happened, when they decided to run the football, I don't think Tampa Bay had any any timeouts at that point. They could just run out the clock. It was just literally was like, Anthony Lynn, you can do this for us. You can do it. And, in fact, he did it. It was just incredible. Badgley missed a field goal in the second half, a long field goal from 47. Uh, it just all fell into place. And Anthony Lynn has a little bit of the Dusty Baker, which is not only poor decision-making, suboptimal decision-making, but then also the players don't cooperate either. He gets unlucky at times, too, with the, with the 47-yarder. Though that's a long field goal. Maybe you shouldn't be kicking it. Uh, all right, so pretty much pretty much dead on with that. Let's go to Sunday morning. Hey, what's the Sunday morning-afternoon breakdown this coming week? Uh, geez, let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine early games. Three late games. Oh, man. And I think we have buys next week for the first time, yeah. too. I have four late games. I, yeah. I don't. And two buys. Lions and Packers four late are buys. Lions Dolphins and 49ers Packers. is late. Colts, Browns is late. Giants, Cowboys is late. Broncos, Patriots is late, if my numbers are right. All right. Let's go Sunday morning, Chrissy. Okay. Oh, yeah. I see the Broncos game got moved. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Carolina at Atlanta. Carolina. Teddy Bridgewater, 26 of 37 yesterday for 276 against the uh, Cardinals. Two touchdowns, one pick, wasn't sacked. Also had an 18-yard touchdown run, which is his first rushing touchdown since before his devastating knee injury in the summer of 2016 when he tore his ACL and dislocated his kneecap with the Vikings in practice and had to be rushed to the hospital to prevent permanent nerve damage. Remember, there was a moment there where we thought he'd never play football again. 
and yesterday rushing, scampering into the end zone. Good for him. Uh, Mike Davis, 16 for 84 and a touchdown. Robbie Anderson, eight catches, 99 yards. The Panthers were 7 of 11 on third down, 1 for 1 on fourth. They outgained the Cardinals 444 to 262. They did have 10 penalties for 72 yards. Got to clean that up. We Briefly, we we don't always bring up time of possession because sometimes when it's involving teams like the Chiefs or the Packers, they score so quickly. Uh, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really mean anything. But in a game like this, 37 minutes and 8 seconds for the Panthers, just 22-52 for the uh, Cardinals. Boy, has their fortunes changed. We'll talk about them when we get to them. But the uh, the Panthers had scoring drives that lasted 13, 9, 10, 8, and 15 plays. 13, 9, 10, 8, and 15 plays, all the while keeping Kyler Murray and company off the field. Scored touchdowns on their first four trips inside the Arizona 20-yard line. Good for the Panthers uh, as they beat the uh, Arizona Cardinals in that game. Of course, still without Christian McCaffrey. Uh, beat them by the final score of 31-21 to 21 as three-point dogs. Uh, and they are facing, as you said moments ago, they are facing the Atlanta Falcons, who, of course, have not played yet. Atlanta playing one of two games tonight. Two games that are, it's not a doubleheader. It's a little staggered. We'll get a half of football roughly on one, and then the second game will start up tonight. Uh, be, first game will be New England-Kansas City, the makeup game that was postponed because of Cam Newton's positive COVID test. That game will go at 7.05 Eastern, 4.05 Pacific tonight. Then at 8.50 Eastern, 5.50 Pacific, pushed back just a little bit the previously scheduled Monday night game between Atlanta and Green Bay. So Atlanta... Uh, playing in that game tonight. They have not played. So Carolina at Atlanta, sight unseen with the Falcons tonight. Uh, you know, look, Atlanta's l- losing games, right? They're, they're 0-3, but clearly should have won two of them. Uh, they'll be favored here. And I'll say the Falcons are favored by four over Carolina, despite Carolina's win yesterday. Hey, you're a little high three and a half. My number's come a little lower. I think this Carolina team's actually getting better. Uh, I got to tell you, Teddy Bridgewater, a kid that I really loved coming out of college, always rooted for. Uh, yesterday was the best game he's played since the injury. I mean, by far. It was 26 to 37. QBR 93.6. I mean, he really, he really played well. And if this kid's near what he was before the injury, then Carolina has themselves a pretty legitimate quarterback. Uh, like I said, I, you, you said four and a half. I think you're a little high. My numbers come more like three. I said four. Uh, sight unseen yeah. on the Falcons site. Oh, you said four. Yeah. Uh, well, I kind of like, I kind of like the Falcons tonight. Uh, certainly getting the points. So I expect a good performance on them. But I think you're a little uh, a shade high. I'm going to have three and a half to be, uh, you know, very wary of this with uh, Atlanta playing tonight. Yeah, Falcons catching six and a half tonight at Green Bay. Uh, game before that, Kansas City now up to a ten and a half point favorite against the Cam Newtonless New England Patriots, uh, which seems like a good enough time to mention this. One of the interesting things about that to me that not enough is being made of is the you know, and and this is unavoidable. Let me just preface it by saying I'm not blaming anyone for this. But with, you know, and I've talked about this during the pandemic, during the summer, during, uh, you know, this run up to the NFL season, the difference between what if you have COVID breakouts that are known early in a week? What if you then find out about them later in a week? And the implications, just let's think about that for this week. So the Patriots had one positive with Cam and their game gets postponed only a day 
and they must play a game without their starting quarterback. Whereas the Titans had a full outbreak earlier in the week, and they don't have to play a game without those players. Their game gets postponed weeks in the future. And so I'm not saying that this is an avoidable thing. I get it. You want the season to move on. But think about that. There's almost a... There's almost a weird, quirky thing where it's like, if you're going to have a COVID positive, make sure it's an outbreak early in the week so you don't play at a a competitive disadvantage. But if one of your key players and only one of them happens right before the weekend, you're kind of screwed. Not that anyone's going to cry a tear for the New England Patriots. But I think that's a little quirky thing that, that not enough people are seizing on. And, and, it's, not, and it's not avoidable. I mean, I'm just saying. It's, it's, it's a fascinating curveball with this NFL season that can't be anticipated but just is. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there, Chrissy. If I could throw in my two cents, I think the ten, Tennessee, and I know they're playing the Steelers. People are going to say my judgment is tainted. But that should have been a forfeit. I mean, they had like what last I count, like what eighteen members of their team and staff. I mean, that's like a dereliction of duty. You know, they did not follow right. protocols, evidently. To have you know, so they're almost like rewarded, you know, for for their performance. I think you know, I, I think they should have had the forfeit that game. I, I don't. They almost get a benefit from it. I don't like that at all. I think that the the league, uh, I think their protocols. That were in place beforehand. I, I, I would hope that they had this kind of uh, scenario mapped out, just in case. But I think they should have been they, they should have been forced to forfeit that game. Well, I'll tell you what. If if they miss an additional one, if they're if they're forced to to have to you know let's say next week, they're not able to play. This like I said last week, this isn't baseball. You can't play seven inning double headers to make this stuff up quickly. Yeah. Then I would really be curious: would they would they get a forfeit for that game? It's one thing to do it for one game, but what what happens then? You're just going to play 12, 13 games for one team? You know this whole this whole thing. We're going to get into a baseball mode where you can't make them up as quickly as baseball. It's going it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Who do they play next? Yeah, week? I think that was the wrong call for the NFL. They should have forfeited that game. Tennessee plays the Bills. It wasn't week. one player; it's like their whole staff. Yeah. No, they got it's a full outbreak on the on the Titans, and, and which, by the way, just yeah. another brief aside. Um, by the way, do you have an audio behind you, Chris? By any chance? Yeah. Yeah, let's turn that yeah. down if we could. Pam's listening to honey. Yeah. Pamela, can you turn that down a little bit? <laughs> Pamela, Pamela. <laughs> uh, um, the the thing with by the, just brought this up. Chris Collinsworth last night on on the game. May I just say something? And I, I know I don't I don't even care anymore if people people get upset about this. His behavior on that broadcast last night, from the first moment of wearing his mask, was shameful. Seriously, just dude, STFU. Seriously, stop it. As soon as they got on, Al Michaels, is Al Michaels along with Chris Collins? With Chris Collins was like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Really, dude? Like you had a Tennessee Titans team that just had their game postponed, a Patriots team that got their game postponed one day, and the president of the United States is hospitalized because of this. And you're <laughs> you're doing this thing on TV where you're like trying to maintain some kind of street cred with God knows who. Stop it already. Like, have we? It's it's unbelievable. Anyway. Let's go to the Titans game. Is there a Titans game early? Yeah. Well, I'm glad I didn't listen to the broadcast. So I'll yeah. So. It's it's okay. it's shameful. Next up. Yeah. Yeah, I agree because I read about it today. Uh, Raiders at the Chiefs. Raiders at the Chiefs. Raiders lose. 
Uh, and they do so, I guess, in the end, pretty significantly to Buffalo, 30-23. to 23. They were in it for a while, 17-16 to 16 through three, for goodness sake. So they were in it pretty good. But they do end up losing to the Bills uh, by the final score of 30-23. to 23. Bills cover his three-point favorites. Derek Carr, 32 of 44 for 311, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. By the way, Derek Carr surpasses Kenny Stabler, Daryl LaMonica, and any other Raider quarterback you can think of for the most career touchdown passes in franchise history with 151. I was shocked by that. Uh, yeah. Darren Waller back on the uh, box score after a week off where the Patriots took about nine catches, 88 yards. The Raiders were 8 of 14 on third downs. But they were minus two in turnovers, and that's probably why they lost the game, really. Uh, the Raiders now 2-2. Two two. They'll be taking on Kansas City. Kansas City, uh, again, playing the Patriots tonight. But I'll say sight unseen with the Chiefs. Chiefs are going to be more than 10-point favorites. I'll just say 10.5. Yeah, my number's coming to 10. But i, I got to tell you, I, you know, the Raiders ran into a buzzsaw. And I will talk about the Bills a little bit later. But I didn't think the Raiders played that bad. I thought they played pretty good. Even you know Derek Carr, uh, I, I think this number – oh, by the way, the number that I see right now is like 12, even a 12 and a half. Uh, I think that's too high. I think the Raiders would be a very live dog here. Uh, you know, Chiefs coming off uh, you know a short week and a weird week. Um, I kind of like the Raiders getting the points. I think that number is just a little, a little bit high. I'm going to open 12. Like I said, I think 12 and 12 and a half. I'm going to open 12, you know, with the Chiefs, uh, you know, having a game pending tonight. But uh, my, my first inclination is I like the Raiders. I, I didn't think they looked that bad playing a very, very, very good team. All right. So off on these, but not by much. A tick, a tick and a half, no. and a tick and a half when it's when it's high and kind of in no man's land. Uh, we'll continue with uh, week, what is it, five now we're going for? Yeah, week five next week in the yeah. National Football League. Guessing lines with Chris Andrews here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I have a uh, I have a Heisman kid 
but he's not in any of the uh, when I look at Heisman uh, markets like a DK and stuff like that, like a DraftKings, he's not in any of them. I'm curious if I could walk up to somebody and see if they'll put him on the Heisman thing for us. I don't want to say it yet until I bet it. But from the man who gave you Iga Svatek. No, so <laughs> we're a long way from winning still. Uh, all right, let's continue. Guessing Lines, week number five here in the National Football League. Chris Andrews, star of show, author of Then One Day, by the way, where all books are sold. How about Amazon? Just point you to Amazon for Then One Day. Stories from uh, 40 years in the bookmaking industry. You got a correct count there, Chris? Is it nearly 40 years now? Well, it's more than 40 years now. It's 41 years. 41. My goodness. Yeah. All right. (laughs) <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> yeah, I won't ask if there's a if there's a you're still thinking of doing another one because I know you said you you're concocting something but you're not ready to reveal yet. No, I, I'm ready. Yeah, I don't. I'm not ready to talk about it. Uh, Anthony Curtis has seen my work so far. Dee Castleman is his editor, and uh, so far they love it. You know, but I'm not. I'm not done with it. I'm about you know halfway. They've seen it. So okay, Mary. Mary, what's next on Sunday morning? Okay, well, unfortunately, we have a couple games with, like, no lines whatsoever, and this is one of them right here. Uh, We have the Broncos at the Patriots, a game that was moved to 125 next week. But there, I don't see any line whatsoever. And, uh, you know, obviously we're waiting to see what happens with the Patriots Um, and uh, with Cam Newton. I I read something that he's showing no signs at all of the COVID, but we know that, you know, some guys are asymptomatic and still have the, the, or at least have the virus active inside of them. He looks like it's one of those. Um, so I, I think right now, and I don't know how that works, you know, as far as like playing or not playing, I really don't know. And evidently neither is anybody else because I don't see any line whatsoever on this game. Uh, and because we don't know, you know, not only have the Patriots not played yet, they played tonight again, uh, but we don't know who the quarterback's going to yeah. be. And you're right, Cam's not experiencing any symptoms. It's like Donovan Mitchell said, I didn't cough even once when I was, when I tested positive. Jason, yeah. share with everybody uh, what you said off air when you found out that Cam was out. You have a specific ticket that you got excited about? I thought for a moment that my Jared Stidham <laughs> MVP ticket was back in play. <laughs> <Sad> <laughs> now. Uh, no, he's, not, uh, he's not even starting. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Hoy, Hoyer is starting tonight. Is that right, Jason? Uh, yeah. yeah. Wah, wah. <laughs> uh, Denver, at, Denver at New England. I mean, I would just take a stab at it. Brett Rippon. Let's just talk about Brett Rippon for a second. Uh, Denver will be on extra rest. Let's point that out. Brett Rippon, in his debut, five days after being called up from the taxi squad, the nephew of the great yeah. Super Bowl twenty six MVP, Mark Rippon. The greatest team of all time, the 1991 Washington Redskins. Uh, Rippon was 19 of 31 for 242. Two touchdowns, three picks. Two were horrific in the fourth quarter. He finally showed his rookie self then. Uh, But he really sort of bounced back and comported himself well. Melvin Gordon, 23 for 107 against the Jets for two touchdowns. 43-yard touchdown run with 148 remaining. Killed all Jets teasers. And Tim Patrick was uh, Rippon's biggest target. Six for 113 and touchdown. Uh, and it got ugly at the end of that game. Fangio directing some of his players to head into the locker room as the game ended, and the coach didn't meet with Gase for the customary post-game handshake because the Jets were being uh, unsportsmanlike at the end. Uh, I don't know. New England's going to be somewhere between ten and fourteen. I'll, I'll say New England will probably be thirteen, but as you said, you have no—you know—that's just with sight unseen and, and assuming Cam is back. But that's an assumption. So who knows? Who knows? 
Yeah, with Cam back, I, even then I only have it about ten. Um, so I think you're a shade high. You know, I, you know, I don't know. Well, how does that affect the guy? You know, his conditioning and all that other stuff. And you know, obviously, besides passing, you know, running is a big part of Cam's game and a big part of his arsenal, which makes him so effective. So I don't know how that's going to affect him. I, I think you're a little high with that number. Uh, by the way, that's a great Williams thing. You know, that did all that stuff with uh, the Jets. So. What was it, uh, Stephen Smith? Stephen Smith Sr. going off on him on the NFL Network. If it looks like a pig, it smells yeah. like a pig, boinks like a pig. You finish the rest. We'll come back. More guessing lines with Chris Andrews right here on a numbers game at Veasan, the sports betting network. It is guessing lines on a numbers game right here at Veasan, the sports betting network. Uh, what is next, Chrissy? We got the Rams at your Washington football team. Oh, <laughs> once again. The uh, Washington football team <laughs> going to be a double. Uh, I'll I'll guess they're a double digit dog here. Uh, yesterday, the Rams. By the way, those of us who had the uh, Bucks in a survivor pick uh, were were scared. The Rams survivor pick, folks, and those were about two thirds of the remaining survivor picks at uh, Circa were Rams picks. Whoo! They just got by the Giants. Jared Goff, twenty five of thirty two for just two hundred yards, one touchdown, no pick. Uh, he was sacked twice. 55 of those 200 yards was on one pass, which was really the uh, ostensibly the game clincher. Cooper Cup on the rec- uh, receiving end of that. Nice uh, run after catch from Cooper Cup. He was 5 for 69 for that touchdown. Again, 55 on that one pass. Uh, with 6.56 remaining, the Rams grinded out a 17-9 victory over the Giants before a wild fight between Jalen Ramsey and Golden Tate, who like have this off-the-field beef, I guess where Jalen Ramsey is uh, the father of Golden Tate's sister's kids, and I don't know what that was all about. Uh, But Darius Williams clinched the game for the Rams. Remember, Darius Williams was the guy who got flagged against the Bills, probably probably wrongly, quite frankly. Ramsey... Uh, controversial Darius Williams making a diving uh, controversial last week, but Williams makes a diving pick at the LA seven with 52 seconds to play as the giants were trying to uh, get the touchdown at a two point conversion to force overtime, or at least tie it up late. The Rams manages 240 total yards. The giants outgained them at 295, and the Rams went nearly 45 minutes between its two touchdowns, but that proved to be enough. They improved to 28 no to the Rams when leading at halftime under Sean McVay. 28 uh, no. And now they will make their third cross country trip in four weeks. This time, uh, again, as you said, to face the Washington football team. As far as the Washington football team, they got beat by the Ravens. Lamar Jackson running for a 50 uh, yard touchdown, threw for two scores. Bounce back performance by the Ravens, uh, who took control early against. The Washington football team, 31-17 win, forced fumble, fake punt, and that the longest run of Jackson's career to build a 21 to nothing. I guess the longest run, uh, longest touchdown run of his career to build a 21 to 10 halftime lead. Uh, Washington had more first downs, owned an edge in time of possession, and had only seven fewer yards than Baltimore. Didn't matter. Dwayne Haskins, 32 at 45 for 314. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. And Terry McLaurin is singularly the Washington football team's one offensive weapon, 10 catches for 118. By the way, Ron Rivera uh, occasionally taking a break during the game by sitting on the bench. Quote, I took two bags of IV fluids before the game. I would sit down at TV timeouts. Again, that's his uh, therapy for his cancer diagnosis. So that's always a uh, sidebar to any Washington football team game. Uh, 
RG3 was inserted in this game by Baltimore, which was a nice little nod to RG3's 2012 Rookie of the Year season as a member of Washington. He proceeded to throw a pick, and Washington then ended up scoring a touchdown. So if people got a bad number on Baltimore, if they got Baltimore minus 14, that pick turned a win into a push, or at least helped it turn it into a push. But I'll say, I mean, if Baltimore was a was a 14 or 13 and a half point favorite, I mean, I'll say the Rams are 10 and a half here at Washington. Chrissy? Uh, you know, my numbers come a little lower, nine and a half. Um, once again, and if you're playing a drinking game at home, diminishing returns was one of the uh, notes I had uh, when I was looking <laughs> at the uh, Baltimore game against Washington. Uh, but, I, I, you know, my numbers come to nine and a half. I think that's a good number. I see the number anywhere from... Uh, eight and a half for a low nine with some juice on the favorite as a high. Um, I might get convinced by the end of the show to open at nine, but right now I'm leaning towards nine and a half. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, Washington football team won three and one along with the Cowboys, just a half game out in the NFC East, but they're not good. Oh yeah. But they're not good. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're terrible. Yeah. Um, and by the way, some, but it's some, hard to go on the road and win by double digits. It just is in the NFL. It just, you know, especially going cross country and, you know, Baltimore had, uh, you know, what a bus trip yeah. into uh, Washington and, and, you know, one by 14, uh, you know, they could have easily won by a lot more, I guess, but they just kind of, you know, held Washington at bay. And that was really about it. And, uh, by the way, while we're talking about it, I did have the Rams uh, in my survivor pool, so oh, I was man. sweating pretty good. Yeah, that was a sweat. Oh, a few of them that were sweats yesterday. All right, let's sneak in one more here before the break. Jacksonville at Houston. Jacksonville at Houston. Boy, there's a game. Oh, man. Mm. Uh, one and three Jacksonville against Owen four Houston uh, Gardner Minshew yesterday, 27 of 40 for three fifty one, two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked three times. Chark eight for 95, two touchdowns. Uh, interestingly, both the lions and the Jags yesterday went for two after cutting 14 point leads to eight points. Did you notice that uh, Jaguars end up losing to Cincinnati 33 to 25 more and more teams adopting the analytics of that, the Raiders did not, by the way. Raiders went ahead and kicked an uh, extra point to go down seven uh, in their specific or their similar circumstance. Uh, but Jacksonville loses to Cincinnati. Joe Burrow gets his first win. Deshaun Watson of Houston. Boy, did I get this wrong. Minnesota ends up missing a, a day of practice last week, but they did have a squirrely week trying to figure out when they were practicing, when they were not. Houston still can't beat Minnesota. They lose, uh, and they lose with Deshaun Watson going 20 of 33 for 300 yards, two touchdowns, no pick. He was sacked three times. Fuller was his major target, six for 108 and a touchdown. They were out time of possession, if you will, by Minnesota, 36-31 to 23 minutes and 29 seconds. Uh, they just got dominated. Battle between winless teams, held off a late rally by Texans. Um, held, uh, Minnesota did, beating Houston 31-23. to um, Texas cut the lead to eight. Deshaun to Stills on a 24-yard touchdown pass on fourth and 10 with 552 remaining. But then Houston's defense got a stop. And then it appeared like Will Fuller made an acrobatic one-handed catch on fourth down for what was initially ruled a touchdown with 112 left. But after review, it was determined that the ball hit the ground before Fuller gained control. Houston's NFL worst run defense continue to struggle, giving up 162 yards. They're not very good, but they're going to be five and a half point favorites, I'll say, against Jacksonville. How about that? 
Well, I tell you what, my numbers come to five, uh, but they're actually a little higher. They're like six, even six and a half. And I think uh, if you look at the situation, uh, this is where, you know, power ratings just give you a start. But it's six, six and a half. I actually like the six and a half. I think the situation is uh, strong in favor of Houston. So I'm going to open a higher number here at six and a half. God, these have not been difficult to guess. I know I haven't hit any right on the mark, but they're right next to them. These have not been that difficult to guess, and that's not uh, good for the exercise. We'll see if we can't find something here. After the break, guessing lines, week five on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the uh, the tweets. Uh, Money Mike, hey, Gil, any tennis or baseball picks you like today? Uh, tennis is already kind of over for the day, and I, to be honest with you, I haven't looked at tomorrow's. But we will have Dan Weston on tomorrow on the show to, to uh, talk tennis. The quarterfinals of the French Open. Boy, oh boy, do I hope people... How many times have you, how many times of the last year do you think, Jason, that I have said, bet Iga Swatek to win the French Open? At least 10, 12 times. And the first was way back in like January, February. Yeah, I, I bet it in February. Tell people what happened to your Iga Swatek future. I uh, I bet it. I used it as a part of my video <laughs> to get this <laughs> to get this job, part of that application, and then uh, and then five times nixed it about a month ago, and I I had a hard time finding the ability to replay place to replace it. Ten nickels. Uh. T. Row Jag fan. Gil, I was betting what you were betting. Houston Texans. That uh, Houston Texans. That was the team that smart people were betting this weekend. Hashtag not this time. Not this time is right. And Sean Sipe. Yes, thank you. You didn't hear it from way over here on the East Coast when you mentioned it on air, but I loudly said, yes, thank you, Gil. There are cl- there are, these are clowns. Joker, Pennywise, Ronald McDonald, and then there's Chris Collinsworth. Seriously. Can't, can't stand someone like him. It's like, oh, I got to maintain my street cred and act like this is, a, this is such a pain. Dude, have you not figured it out yet? Oh, and then for those who missed it last night, uh, what an epic NBA Finals Game 3 it was. If you missed it, uh, our resident uh, UPI or AP Associated Press on uh, Twitter, Irvin Magic Johnson, is here to tell you Miami Heat superstar Jimmy Butler led his team to victory with a triple-double masterpiece, scoring 40, uh, 40 points with 13 assists and 11 boards last night. And the Heat beat the Lakers. Jason, you think we have a series? I don't. Uh, <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I think AD not, needs to not get into foul trouble. And, yeah, he had four uh, fouls like two super quick. 15 minutes in, he had yeah, four. It was brutal. 15 minutes of his game time. But magic really makes you feel like you're watching the, uh, reading the box score. It's really fantastic. That he do. That he do. Uh, all right, Chris. Chris Andrews, everybody, back on the show. Sorry about that interruption, Chris. Guessing. Nathan, they didn't, uh, they, they didn't void your Jared Stidham MVP uh, ticket, did they? <laughs> Jason. Jason, they void it yet? It's not voided. <laughs> he's still okay. open. Well, at least you're still alive. Okay. Yeah. You never know. Uh, the lawyer might get COVID today, and I could still be in uh, in business. Uh, he's, don't root for that. Uh, I'm rooting for it. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, let's do another one. Sunday, uh, Sunday morning, week five. All right. Next, another game with no numbers that I see whatsoever. Bills at the Titans. Bills at the Titans, no number whatsoever because the Titans obviously postponed their game against Pittsburgh, postponed to week seven. 
no one really knows if this game will be played. And what Christy and I were talking about earlier is if they can't play this one, is a forfeit in place? Uh, Buffalo and Tennessee, it would be a matchup of undefeateds, by the way. It would be a 4-0 and Bills team against a 3-0 and Titans team. Josh Allen yesterday against the Raiders, 24 of 34 for 288, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once, gained a touchdown on the ground. Uh, the first half of the game, he was 15 of 20 with two touchdowns. He did get hurt, came right back. Stephon Diggs is uh, number one target yesterday, six catches for 115. Bills were 7 of 13 on third down, 1 of 1 on fourth down. And they've opened consecutive seasons now with 4-0 records, just the third time in team history and the first since the 91 and 92 seasons when the Bills lost the Super Bowl both years. Uh, and after seeing Vegas cut the lead to 17-16 midway through the third quarter, Buffalo's D came to life. They stopped the Raiders four consecutive times. Vegas gave the ball back to the Bills by way of punt, fumble, downs, and another fumble before scoring on its final possession. Uh, and then there's Tennessee who didn't play, and they're dealing with COVID. Uh, this this will be an interesting one to guess. I mean, I guess it, I would say Tennessee, but not by a field goal. I'd split the difference between a pick and a field goal. I would say tennis, uh, Tennessee as a placeholder minus one and a half, but who knows? Yeah, I kind of got the other side one. Like I said, I'm really impressed with this Buffalo team. And I said it before when we were talking about the Raiders. I think they ran into a buzzsaw. I mean, this team's really playing well, a ton of confidence. Um, but I know you can't play momentum forever in the NFL. I mean, if you do, you're going to get killed eventually. Tennessee is still very good, but how, how did this all affect them? You know, I, I don't know. I have no idea, but uh, I think I would have the bills a very, very slight favor. One, maybe one and a half, something like that. But uh, you know, it's a moot point right now because uh, yeah. there's no number whatsoever. And we have to see what's going on with this Tennessee team during the course of this week. Yep. We sure do. And it'll be uncharted waters because we'll see what the NFL, how the NFL handles this. Can't handle it like baseball did. You can't play three-quarter doubleheaders. So we'll see. What's next? Arizona at the New York Jets. How about the Cardinals going from 2-0 and to 2-2? and And, like, after two games, I was like, wow, this team is headed to the, is headed to the postseason. I guess not. Uh, not so fast, anyway. Kyler Murray, after throwing three picks last week, was just 24 of 31 against Carolina for 133. Three, uh, three touchdown passes, no picks. Was sacked once. He also, of course, on the ground does things. Six for 78. He did lose a fumble. Not a good day for the first time for DeAndre, Hap- uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Seven of four, for 41 yards. Remember, he didn't practice all week due to a foot injury, so he only gained 41 yards. The Cardinals ran just 55 plays against the Panthers. Talked about the uh, time of possession discrepancy and those long Panthers drives. They just ran 55 plays to the Cardinals. Then there's the Jets. Extra rest. That's where the good news stops. Um, They get beat by the Broncos, and as I said, couldn't even manage to cover the tees. They're 0-4. Darnold, 23 of 42 last Thursday for 230. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked six times. Bradley Chubb got him two and a half of those six times. Uh, he did run six times for 84 yards and a touchdown. That touchdown run was great. Jamison Crowder was his number one target, seven for 104. But the Broncos were minus three in turnovers and still beat the Jets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just terrible. Jets were eight of 19. <laughs> that's hard to do. That's hard to do. It really is. Jets were eight of 19 on third downs. What that tells me is you have 19 third down conversion attempts meaning you're not doing enough on first and second down to have 19 attempts. They had 11 penalties for 118 yards. That was the story of that game. 
against the Broncos. That included six personal fouls, uh, also including on third and six, and the Jets leading by one in the fourth quarter. Quinn and Williams sacking Brett Rippon, but grabbing his helmet, prolonging the drive. Seven plays later, Brandon McManus kicking a 53-yard field goal to give Broncos a 30-28 to lead with 3.08 remaining that they would never relinquish. That Melvin Gordon touchdown came later. That, by the way, after Pierre Desir had a pick six off Brett Rippon, they got the Jets back in the game. And Brian Poole intercepting Rippon, subsequently making his first NFL start on the Broncos' uh, next possession, giving the Jets the ball at Denver's 44. That led to Sam Ficken's fifth field goal, a 36-yarder that put New York ahead 28-27 with 6.28 remaining. But that was, the remember, the key decision where Adam Gase decided, yeah, we'll just kick a field goal here. This should do. <laughs> nope. Didn't do it all. And he still got a job. Well, the Michael Lombardi theory is, if you're tanking for Trevor, might as well keep Gase around. That's his theory. So I don't know. Who needs the locker room? I'll say Arizona minus seven at the Jets. I mean, as bad as Arizona has looked, I mean, they're still going to be touchdown favorites at the Jets, won't they? I'd say a little bit of seven, mostly six and a half. You know, my numbers, well, without a home field advantage, comes to Arizona eight and a half. I guess I got to give them a little something, you know, with Arizona making the cross-country trip and all that. I would lean towards your number, but I'm debating whether to open six and a half or seven. But I, I, right now I'm leaning towards seven. But, you know, <laughs> this team is so poorly coached offensively and defensively. And it's been a Greg Williams trademark since he's been in the league. You know, defensively, they, they just they play really filthy, dirty. Now, there's good defense and strong defense, tough defense. Then there's dirty defense, and that's, you know, and let's just say it's not always that good either. I know guys have the illusion that it's great to play that way. It goes back to the Jerry Glanville days when he was with, you know, whoever he was with. Uh, But this team, they're dirty and they're poorly coached both. And, uh, you know, I'm not crazy about the the Cardinals coach that my questions about Murray coming into this league. So I'm not, I'm not the biggest Cardinal fan, but I still think they need to be, well, six and a half or seven. I think that's a legit number, but I think I'm an open seven right now is what I'm leaning towards. Here's what's noteworthy about this edition of Guessing Line so far. These lines have been really easy to guess. And this is the <laughs> first this is the first week where I haven't by this point in the show. I mean, we're an hour in. It's the first time I I think we've been an hour in where I've been like, Yeah, I don't, I don't really like nothing sticks out. And by the way, a lot of Well, yeah, a lot of big lines too. Thus far. Yeah. Seven, right six. now, the only lean I would have is towards the Raiders. You're high on the Raiders, generally speaking. I, and you know, like I said, they ran into a buzzsaw. They, they, you know, they, they played a really, really good team. And you know what they cut it to? Seventeen, sixteen, something like that. You know, they they were in that game till the end. I, I think they can hang in there with the Chiefs getting double digits. So I, I do. All right, we'll do more of these. I think uh, we have two buys. You said Detroit and Green Bay next week. Uh, So we have eight games more to get to, a few more in the morning. The afternoon games, of course, the primetime games. Uh, What will be played? What will not be played? Will the Titans be able to uh, field the football team? Or what will the NFL tell them to do? You must field the team and play with whatever you got or forfeit. Who knows? Uh, And I will have baseball picks for the series that begin today. Coming back on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. It's Gil Alexander. Chrissy Andrews is here. Jason Kahn. Uh, I have bet the following series prices in the division round, Jason. Mark them. Chalk them up. I bet the uh, Miami Marlins at plus 250. 
against the Atlanta Braves. Just a number play. That number is way too high. Marlins plus 250 versus the Braves. Stayed off the other National League Division Series between the Padres and the Dodgers. Astros and Yankees. Oh, excuse me. Astros at the Athletics. You see there, courtesy of BetMGM on the screen, Astros are plus 110. Athletics minus 130. Stayed off that. Yankees minus 140. Rays plus 120. I played the Rays at plus 120. So the Rays and the Marlins are my two division series prices. Game ones today, uh, by the way, in the American League, Houston-Oakland is a 4.07 Eastern, 1.07 Pacific start. That game is in Los Angeles. McCullers against Bassett. Steering clear of that game. And then the nightcap, 8.07 Eastern, uh, 5.07 Pacific, Yankees and the Rays. Cole against Snell. That one in... San Diego, as baseball transforms now into a bubble sport, good for baseball for doing that. By the way, tomorrow, all four games in action, two American League uh, Game 2s in the best of five division series, both uh, Game 1s in the National League. Uh, Cole Snell, I am going to play the Rays tonight. The Rays at plus 135. In fact, I'm going to bet that right now. Bet the series already, but I'm going to bet the game price right now on that. So the Rays are my one baseball pick of the day. Looking forward to that. How great is this? Two football games tonight, two baseball games today. Then tomorrow, four baseball games and the NBA Finals. And it's four baseball games pretty much all week. Baseball got this right with the scheduling. Get everybody in a bubble, take the weekend off, then blast baseball once again all week long. It's fabulous. As great as August was, September was better, October even better. All right, so Tampa Bay is the play today, game one in the series. Tampa Bay and Miami, as they used to say in some parts. All right, let's go back to guessing lines. Week number five, my mishbucha, Chrissy Andrews. You still there, Chrissy? I am here. Yes, sir. All right, we're still in the early games, I believe. What's next? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, this is an early game. Eagles at the Steelers. Eagles at the Steelers. Battle of Pennsylvania. The Philadelphia Eagles. And by the way, Pittsburgh, of course, uh, postponed because they were uh, the Titans' opponent. That Titans-Steelers game postponed to Week 7. So Pittsburgh, on extra rest, they get a week off when they play this game. They're 3-0. Philly travels to Pittsburgh. Philly beats the Niners last night. Uh, Travis Fulgham caught a go-ahead 42-yard touchdown pass from Carson Wentz with 5.50 remaining. Alex Singleton returned a pick for a score to lift the Eagles to a 25-20 win over the Niners last night. Singleton had played only 11 defensive snaps coming into the game. And the Eagles now at 1-2-1 and lead the NFC East. It's amazing. They were missing their top three receivers and their number two tight end, Dallas Goddard, last night. Wentz went 18 of 28 for 193, one touchdown, one pick, three sacks. He came into the week with the lowest passer rating and most turnovers in the NFL. They outgained the Niners, who, of course, didn't have Jimmy G. Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas out for the year. Uh, they outgained the Niners 418 to 267. They were plus two in turnovers. And as I said, that's first place in the NFC East at 1-2-1. One, one. Uh, but let me just say this about the game last night. And it just file, file it under the category of, and we do this every week, what are these coaches doing? Like, where are their heads in key moments of these games? 
So the Niners cut it to 25 to 20 with two minutes and two seconds left in the game. And they're even saying on the broadcast, Michaels and Collinsworth, for all the shameful behavior they exhibited last night and really destroyed, I believe, their reputation in many ways last night. They did get this part right with like, hey, if, if the Niners kick this out of the end zone, there'll still be 202 left on the clock. And the Niners, with two timeouts in their pockets, will still have their two timeouts and the two-minute warning to try to stop the Eagles on three downs and get the ball back. By the way, it's Gil Alexander, Chris Andrews, guessing lines right here in a numbers game at VEASAN, the sports betting network. A nod, a tribute to the old Stardust guessing line show from days gone by. So the Niners don't kick it out of the end zone. They instead try this, I don't know, half-baked onside kick. It wasn't even an onside kick. I don't know what they were trying to do, but the ball never really spun or did anything. And it goes right to the Eagles. And the Niners, despite doing the wrong thing, it goes right into the Eagles' uh, 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 special teams player's pocket. So only one second goes off the clock. So they, they still they got away with it. So there's, there's 2.01 left now. The Eagles now know that the Niners have two timeouts with the two-minute warning. At 2.01, they know that that play right there is a, is a free play. You can do whatever you want. Because the two-minute warning is about to happen. So instead of the Eagles trying to throw the ball downfield, get a first down, which would ostensibly end the game, because then the Niners would only have two timeouts, and the Eagles could bleed it down to almost nothing after a third down play, what do the Eagles do? They decide to run the ball. (laughs) It's just like, what are you doing? I'm screaming. I'm like, oh, that'll give the Niners life. And it did. (laughs) Because the clock was going to stop regardless. You try for the first down. If you get it, you basically win. Coaches mess up the most basic stuff in this league. It's incredible. And these are supposed to be good coaches, right? Kyle Shanahan and Doug Peterson. But I guess not, man. Everybody needs help at the ends of these games. Anyway, Eagles win it 25-20. to 20. Rant done. I'll say Pittsburgh minus seven. Week off. Uh, you're a little late. You know, my power ratings come to seven with no home field advantage. Uh, I see it seven and a half. I definitely like that better. Matter I probably even like hate a little better. Uh, but you know, getting back to the Steelers, we haven't seen them in two weeks. But you know, their defense has not played as well as it did last year, and that's a concern of mine. You know, everybody expected you know Ben's back, all problems solved because the defense will be just as dominant as it has been. But they have not been. They certainly have not been. And, uh, again, the numbers, uh, you could cover those numbers without really being in the game when you're in the NFL. Nonetheless, like I said, my, my numbers do come to seven with no home field advantage. Uh, if there's any home field advantage at all, I think it should trend a little bit higher. Uh, but I am going to open seven and a half. But I'd be a little, I'm a little wary here. Like I said, uh, you, know, I, you know, the Eagles may have found some life in them. And uh, at least a way to keep the game close. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with seven and a half. But I have some mixed emotions on this game. I understand. That coming from a Steelers guy, too, and Chrissy Andrews, uh, Pittsburgh native. Yeah, uh, the Eagles still aren't good. But I hear what you're saying. They could keep it close. Uh, one, two, and one. Leading both the Cowboys and the uh, Washington football team by half game. <laughs> with the Giants. Coasting. Coasting. Yeah, Giants at 0-4 still very much alive in the NFC's playoff picture. <laughs> All right, what's next? Uh, Bengals at the Ravens. God, these games are terrible. Is it me or are these, all these games are bad? 
Cincinnati at the Ravens. Uh, and, and the lines are going to be big for so many of these. Um, Bengals beat Jacksonville, though. Congratulations to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. They beat him 33-25 to for their first win of the season. Joe Burrow's first wins uh, after he was hit 18 times and sacked eight times last week in their tie against the Eagles. Remember that one? Burrow, 25 of 36 yesterday for 300. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked once. Joe Mixon filling up the stat sheet. 25 for 151 and two touchdowns on the ground. Six for 30 and a touchdown through the air. Uh, they outgained Jacksonville 505 to 429. Still gave up a whole bunch of yards. And then as we talked about, Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, 14 for 21, 193. Two touchdowns, one pick, sack once. Also on the ground, though, the Ravens' leading rusher, 7 for 53 and a touchdown. And as I mentioned, RG3, 0 for 1 and a pick, which ended up killing people who got the Ravens at a bad number. If you got it at 14, it turned a win ultimately into a push because then the Washington football team matriculated down the field and got the backdoor push for those people who got the bad number on the Ravens. Um, Boy. Not 10, not 14, Baltimore minus 12. It's 13 and a half. I definitely like your number better. Uh, I'm going to open 13. Uh, I've been saying since the beginning of the year, I'm looking to bet the Bengals is a big dog. I do like Burrow. And I said, this team has some hidden talent on it. They've been poorly coached. And I'm not sure if they're still poorly coached or not. They might be. Uh, but I am looking to bet them as a dog. I was surprised yesterday. I wound up being on Jacksonville in my contest. Uh, but you know, that, that was definitely the wrong side, but I did think Joe Mixon, wasn't he supposed to be out or hurt? He, or something? he, he looked know? like he and might he be tore out. It up. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he tore it up, man. That was, I mean, that was really big. And, uh, they're kind of showing the film clip. I saw this morning on his touchdown reception. You could see Burrow tells him something before the play. And the guy who was doing the analysis, said it looks like Mixon was supposed to read the linebacker and then release. And Burrow just told him, just release. Don't wait. And Burrow hit him right in stride, and he went in for the touchdown. So I think Burrow is a good quarterback and a very smart quarterback. Maybe it would overcome some of the coaching, but I have uh, no confidence in that at this time. But I think the Bengals are, are very much a live dog in situations like this. You're talking about getting 13 and a half. I'm going to open 13. Look to take a little bet on the Ravens, which I'll probably get. But I like the Bengals here in this spot. I think that's a little too many points. And you always say your opinion or the line you put up is good for one bet. Your opinion is one good. Bet. For, yeah, one bet. One yeah. bet. All right. Are we at the afternoon games? We are. And here's another one with no, I, you know, I shouldn't say that. I see a couple numbers, but not, I'm not going to put it up. And I only see a few out there. Uh, Miami at the 49ers. Miami at the 49ers. 49ers are expecting, or they're hoping, I shouldn't say expecting, hoping to get starter Jimmy Garoppolo back next week from an ankle injury yeah. that had uh, sidelined him for two games. Yesterday, at, against the Eagles last night, it was uh, Mullins, Nick Mullins for most of the game, 18 of 26 for 200. That doesn't appear to be that bad in the box score. But one touchdown, two picks, four sacks. The two picks... Uh, in addition to getting a strip sack, so three turnovers entirely, and the Eagles got 14 points off those turnovers, one of those two picks being a dreadful, and I mean ugly pick six, late that put the Eagles up two scores. That's why the Niners had to uh, scramble late. C.J. Beathard came in right after that dreadful pick six. He ends up going 
C.J. Beathard, 14 of 19 for 138 in his brief two drives. Uh, no picks, no touchdowns. Uh, he was sacked once. Hail Mary at the end was tipped up in the air, and it looked like, if you're watching on TV, you looked like, oh, my God, is that going to land in the chest of somebody on the ground? No, it's out of bounds. George Kittle, by the way, 15 catches for one, 183 and a touchdown. How good is that guy? Uh, who are they playing? Miami, you said? Miami at San Francisco? Uh, yeah. Miami was a yeah. bad, was was like Houston, was the, was the bad call for me this past week. Miami could not cover against Seattle. Um. What was that? Sorry. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> that was, Sorry. It's like, that, was, that was my computer. It's like you're playing a laugh track Sorry. when I said that. Uh, Brian, <laughs> Ryan, geez. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 29 for 45, 315. Uh, no touchdowns, picked twice, one sack. Did carry six for 47 in a touchdown because he always does, it seems. Um, make hay on the ground as well. Devontae Parker was his biggest target, 10 for 110. The Dolphins were 7 of 13 on third downs, but they were outgained 441 to 415 by Seattle in total yards, and that's kind of what Seattle does each and every week. Their defense is a sieve, but Russell Wilson is going to pull this, is going to pull it out, and Seattle is still undefeated, and Miami loses 31 to 23. They do cover the teaser, uh, the back door, but they do not cover the spread as four and a half point closing dogs in that one. Uh, so Miami at San Francisco, you said there's only, I was going to say, yeah, you said there's only a couple because we don't know who's playing quarterback, I guess, for the, the Niners. Right. And it's a choice of three guys. So I don't know. I'd put San Francisco minus seven as a placeholder, but I don't know what you got there. Man, the, I, you know, the two places that have it up, you know, eight and eight and a half. I don't even know if they're taking bets, to be honest with you, because they haven't moved it since last night. So they just may have put that up as a placeholder and uh, not, not actually taking any action. I'm not going to use the game. By the way, when you heard that crazy sound, it's because when I was trying to look up Nick Mullins on the uh, on ESPN for his QBR, because if you look at the raw stats, they don't sound that bad. His no. QBR was like 13.0. And I, I noticed that over the years. Like sometimes his numbers aren't bad. But they don't win a lot of games with him, and his QBR is terrible. You know, so uh, there's something in those numbers that reflects that he's not helping his team that much. And uh, you know, like I said, you see him play and say, "Well, he's okay, he's okay," but he's really not. So they really need. You know, Garoppolo makes a huge difference for this team, and uh, I'm not going to put it up until I find out a little bit more about him. And looks like uh, most people are with me. They do not want anything to do with this game until we get more conclusive news about Garoppolo. <laughs> All right, let's do one more in the afternoon. Okay, the uh, well, the uh, still in the hunt New York Giants against the uh, still way in the hunt Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> oh, and four Giants, one and three Cowboys. <laughs> Daniel Jones yesterday against the uh, Rams, 23 of 36 for 190. No touchdowns, picked once, took five sacks. The Giants haven't scored a touchdown in their last two games. They trailed, though, only 10-6 to at halftime despite gaining 67 total yards in the first half. They were still in this game. Giants defense comported themselves very well. Giants defense did great against the Rams. But Daniel Jones, and they pointed this out on the broadcast, he stares down his receivers like nobody's business. Yeah. He's like, there's my guy. I'm about to throw it to him. Just want to let you know, defense, here it comes. <laughs> 
So they're kind of ready for it. He does not look off, guys. And what did Tom Brady famously say? He goes, the only person I don't look at is the receiver I'm about to throw it to. So they pointed that out about Daniel Jones. Now, he did, he did have some elusiveness. He did get out of some jams. I mean, his offensive line was not doing him any favors against Aaron Donald and company. There was that one play late where it looked like he was just completely going to get mauled, and he wiggled his way out of it to keep a drive alive. So it's not like there's all negatives. But, you know, as many people say about Daniel Jones, he might not be good. We don't know yet. And then there's yeah. and then there's Dallas. Wow, we haven't even talked about Dallas and Cleveland yesterday, which was the wildest of all games yesterday, with Cleveland ultimately beating the Cowboys 49 to 38 and doing so as three-point dogs. Uh the Cowboys fall to one and three. We'll get to Cleveland in a bit. Dak Prescott, 41 of 58 for 502. Four touchdowns, one pick, sacked three times. First 500-yard game of his career, and he becomes the first NFL player to throw for at least 450 yards in three consecutive games. And all I have to say to that is, uh, so what? Because they're down so far in all of these games that it's just a a Dak throwing fest. Amari, 12 for 134 to touchdown. CeeDee Lamb, 5 for 79 and two touchdowns. But here's the deal. Dallas was minus three in turnovers. And unless you're the New York Jets and you have the benefit of three turnovers, <laughs> you know, uh, chances are, like Cleveland, they're not going to lose that football game. And, and Dallas gave it to them. Dallas was minus three in turnovers. And by the way, the Cowboys announced a crowd of 25,021, about 31% of capacity in the stadium. 25,000 people, uh, because that's smart. Uh, I'll say Dallas minus 10. You're a shade high. It's nine, nine and a half. Uh, Can I just say something? This, this, no- this is a guessing sure. lines tour de force. These these lines are so easy to guess this week. It's unbelievable. Not that I've hit yeah. any one of them right on the button. But anyway, I'm sorry. Sorry, I had to mention that, Chris. Chris, I had to point that out. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, we're just going to have to do a little more research this week before we make our actual selection in whatever venue it is. Uh, but like I said, I come to seven with no home field advantage. Uh, I'm going to make it nine with, and I see nine and nine and a half, but I'll tell you, I couldn't be less impressed by the Cowboys. And I, yeah, they'll probably win this game. And all week we'll be hearing about how Dak Prescott's back and the Cowboys are, you know, they're ready to make a run and all that other stuff, you know, but yeah, I'm watching the game. Why is Jerry Jones in the hall of fame? No idea. It was like, you know, once, you know, I mean, he should be in the money hall of fame, not owning a football team hall of fame. You know, I mean, because the guy made a ton of money. God knows I'd swap bankrolls with him in about uh, a nanosecond. But, the, you know, he has not run a good football franchise. And I don't know. Like I said, I could not be less impressed with the Cowboys. I, you know, and I, we heard so much crap about them coming into this year, about how good they were going to be. Everybody had them penciled in as one of the serious Super Bowl contenders. And I was reading somebody. I can't. I wish I could identify it properly, but saying how Dak Prescott is kind of like the saccharine of uh, stats, you know, he just, you know, empty calories, you know, is what he fills the, the stat page with. And it's yeah. kind of like a, kind of like a Matt Ryan a little bit, although I, Matt Ryan's had more success than Dak Prescott, you know, but uh, I, I don't know. I could not be less impressed, but I'm going to open nine. They'll probably win this game. And like I said, next week we'll be hearing all week on from the talking heads on the various shows on, on how great the Cowboys are and how they turn things around. And I ain't buying it. Let me tell you right now, my Cowboys fan friend, my lifelong Cowboys fan, uh, fan friend is by the way, he's a huge defeatist Cowboys fan, 
But he said to me, he goes, Gil, I don't want to hear that they're going to win the division. Because I say to him, I go, you're still going to win the division. By the way, one of these teams, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Washington football team, or the Giants, is getting a home playoff yeah. football game, right? It's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he said to me, he goes, I don't want to hear about it. This is the worst defense in the last decade yeah. in the National Football League. Like, he really means that. He goes, I, pick a worse defense than this. You won't find one. It is the worst. And then he and then he adds, and this is where he goes overboard. He goes, and I'm not watching another play for the rest of the season. I'm like, okay. All right, buddy. Well, I'll well, yeah. talk to you next week. I'll talk to you next week. Uh, yes. Okay, easy. Uh, but that's how bad they are. That's how bad that defense is. And they have injuries. It's not all their fault, right? They have key injuries at linebacker and elsewhere. And uh, that's, they do. yeah, they do. that's the uh, that's the card. That's the hands they uh, the hand that they were dealt. We'll come back. Uh, we got two more afternoon games of the primetime games. Week five in the National Football League. Guessing lines with my mishpucha, Chrissy Andrews, right here on a numbers game at Vison, the Sports Betting Network. Brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Skill Alexander. Chrissy Andrews is back guessing lines on a numbers game right here for uh, week number five. Two more afternoon games, Chris. Uh, what did you do? You get a piece of toast there? Is that what you did on the break there? Uh, yeah, and let me, and I'm going to post a picture of it. Blueberry preserves, highly underrated as a uh, condiment or whatever you want to call it. Really? Blue, on my toes. Blueberry yeah. preserves. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of the uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm episode where Larry looked over at Cheryl and he goes, huh. Apples work on a pie. So do cherries. What is it about the grape that doesn't work on a pie? <laughs> yeah, why can't you have grape pie? Larry, <laughs> so stupid. Larry, my job is loving you. Uh, preserves in general, I think, are underrated. Preserves in general? Yeah, better than jam or jelly. Go preserves. What about a marmalade, Jason? Where does that fall in the tree? I'm not sure where marmalade fits into the equation, honestly. I just wanted to say marmalade and not marmalade. But preserves yeah. are where to be. Yeah, I, I I like marmalade. Yeah, uh, I'm not a jelly guy, <laughs> but I like uh, preserves or jam. 
But uh, well, and I like marmalade. This show took a turn, didn't it? Uh, by the way, before we go too much further, I meant to talk about this earlier. We got totally like twisted around on that Niners uh, game last night. We got flooded at the end with all uh, Philadelphia money. Did you I mean, really? I did. I did. Patrick. Patrick came by for an interview. I told him, "Yeah, yeah, we need, uh, we need Philly, we need Philly." And the last hour, it was all Philly money. And I don't think from wise guys. I mean, I've seen head fakes and all that other stuff before, uh, but this was not, you know, wise guy money showing up. This was like the public, and uh, I mean, I'm sure there's some sharp guys along with it too. But it, I don't think this was a traditional head fake uh, trying to build up a number. But uh, we want to meet tonight. And I, let me just say this. I wound up falling asleep during the game, and I'm glad I did. <laughs> You're glad you did. That's <laughs> probably true. Uh, wow, interesting. Interesting that that money came in late on that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, big, big. Okay. All right. Well, they, they got the anyway, – they, okay. they, they ended up being right. I'm not sure that it – you know, I think they got fortunate at the end, but uh, still, nonetheless, it ends up being a winner for yeah. them. All right, what's uh, next on sure. afternoon games? Colts and the Browns. Oh, well, now there's an interesting game. Colts and Browns. Yeah. Three and one versus three and one. Phillip Rivers for the Colts yesterday against the Bears, 16 of 29 for 190. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked once. Eight of 19 on third downs. Again, a lot of third down uh, opportunities, which means you're not really doing much on first and second a lot. Colts played the second half without their all-pro linebacker, Darius Leonard, who left with a groin injury. But that Colts defense is the story. Phillip Rivers doesn't have to do much. That offense doesn't have to do much at all. Colts defense really good. And then there's Cleveland. We talked about Cleveland against the Cowboys. Miles Garrett, strip sack for the third straight game. Three straight games with strip sacks for, uh, strip sack for Miles Garrett. And the Browns held on for the 49-38 win over the Cowboys. First time they've been 3-1 and one since the year 2001. Wow. Cowboys got within a field goal with three straight touchdowns followed by successful two-point conversions after trailing 41-14 to 14 in the fourth quarter. Cowboys were about to do what they did the previous week to Atlanta. And here they are. Well, if we get a touchdown and a two-point conversion, and then we get the ball back and we get a touchdown and a two-point conversion, <laughs> then we get the ball back and we get a touchdown and a two-point conversion, we're going to be right back in this game. And it actually happened. They got it to 41 to 38, but Odell Beckham Jr., who caught five passes for 81 yards and two touchdowns and had two carries for 73 yards and a touchdown, that touchdown on the ground was a 50 yarder on a reverse after the Cowboys had cut it from 41 14 to 41 to 38 uh, with less than four minutes remaining. And that was pretty much the clincher because uh, then the Cowboys came back with Dak. He threw a pick on his uh, career high 58th and final attempt. Uh, attempt in that game, but Miles Garrett was facing undrafted rookie Terrence Steele. Then he was facing Brandon Knight, who's also undrafted in just his second year, uh, and they shared the duties a day after news broke that Lale Collins, who hadn't played this year, is set to have season-ending hip surgery. Baker Mayfield, 19 of 30 for 165, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice, and uh, Nick Chubb left the game. So DeErnest Johnson was 13 for 95 on the ground, and Kareem Hunt 11 of 71, 11 for 71, with two touchdowns. They were outgained. The Browns were by Dallas 566 to 508. I mean, what that was just ridiculous. That game, they outgained Dallas on the ground though. Did Cleveland 307 to 85, 307. 
despite losing Nick Chubb to a knee injury in the first quarter when his right leg was rolled up on by a pair of opposing linemen engaged with each other. He limped to the locker room. Kevin Stefanski said that Chubb will have an MRI today. Jarvis Landry also had a a touchdown pass, his first career one, to Odell Beckham uh, in the first quarter, I believe it was, or at least it was in the first half. Anyway, uh, Indiana, Indianapolis at Cleveland. This is probably the toughest game to pick this this of this slate so far. Uh, Cleveland minus one and a half. He says hesitantly. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let me go and say this again. I think I like your number better than what I see out there. It's two and a half. I even see one three with juice on the dog. I I am the Colts two points better than the Browns on a neutral field. I got to give the Browns a little something. So I'm thinking more like a pick them in this game. But I have to tell you a couple of things. First of all, before the season, I did a thing for Matt Humans about quarterbacks and all that. And I said, this Colts team, they finally have a great 53-man roster. What a shame they don't have Andrew Luck. Because I think if they oh. did, they'd be a legitimate Super Bowl contender. So true. I don't know why they went after Phillip Rivers. Uh, I don't like him the least little bit. But the rest of that roster is really strong. I'll go over to Cleveland. You know, what's Cleveland been missing these last couple of years? Coaching, number one. Okay, looks like they may have found the right guy and he's getting a lot out of Baker Mayfield. And the running game is unbelievable. You know, they are really running the football, which often means you have a really good offensive line. Anyway, I think it's a tough game. I like your number a lot better than what's out there. I am going to open two and a half, but if I see it trending lower, I'm going lower. I like the Browns in this spot. I really do. Two and a half in favor of the Browns? Of the Colts. Colts are the favorite. So the Colts are the favorite. Wow. Colts are the favorite, my friend. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. Colts are the favorite. All right, we're coming back. That's interesting. Guessing lines. Still got three more games to go. Coming back, a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Uh, all right, Chris, you said the Colts are, are favored by two and a half? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because and Jason, I think we got our first play, Gilly. I think we have our. That's exactly right. I think we do. Finally, we only took a, more, uh, most of two hours. We finally <laughs> got one. The Colts were that against the Bears. I was wrong about that one in my first day too. But the Browns are better than the Bears. Can we all agree yeah. on that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we have our first play. Might have our only play. All right, what's the what's the last afternoon game? If my counting is correct here. By the way, our good friend, the bear, confirmed the blueberry, very, very underrated and very strong. And uh, <laughs> the bear looks like a guy that would know his way around a piece of toast. Let, let, me, let me tell you something. The bear is a guy I would take advice from on this. Yes. Yeah. We're talking about toast. I'm going to go to the bear for advice. Are you part of the blueberry preserve okay. lobby, Chrissy? This is a little strange. You keep coming back to this. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Maybe I can get a job. I can use another income. What the hell? <laughs> he needs to tweet out his picture. <laughs> Why of toast. not? Yeah. Tweet out a picture I, of that thing. Uh, you, I'm going to tweet out a picture because I, I actually took one, not of the toast, but of the uh, jelly. But anyway, I'll do that. Right. Uh, okay. Next, back to business, boys. Uh, Vikings at the Seahawks. Vikings at the Seahawks. Vikings off the schneid. They beat the Texans. Again, they missed only one day of practice last week. 
Uh, Cousins, Kirk Cousins, 16 of 22 for 260. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked three times. Dalvin Cook, 27 for 130 and two touchdowns. Adam Thielen was Cousins' favorite target, 8 for 114 and a touchdown. And uh, Jefferson, again, at LSU, four catches for 103. One Minnesota starter, by the way, as if we didn't need more COVID news, uh, who Coach Mike Zimmer did not identify there was a false positive COVID-19 on the Vikings from a point of contact test before the game. Had to take two more tests at the stadium before it could be cleared. The team also had three other players whose tests were inconclusive and had to retake tests, forcing them to turn in their inactive player list about 10 minutes late. The testing problems came after the Vikings had to close the facility on Tuesday and Wednesday after they reported multiple, after the Titans rather, reported multiple positive tests for the coronavirus the last team that they had played, including players who played in the game at U.S. Bank Stadium last Sunday. Anyway, that's your latest in Vikings corona news. Uh, they're playing who's Seattle. Seattle's 4-0. Russell Wilson yesterday against the Dolphins. 24 of 34 for 360. Cool 360. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked twice. Chris Carson, 16 for 82 touchdowns after he got Gator-rolled, played in this game. Gator-rolled the previous week. D.K. Metcalf, 4 for 106. DJ, uh, Moore, David Moore, 3 for 95 and a touchdown. Wilson connected with Moore for four, uh, for 57 yards in the final seconds of the first half. We talk about the uh, Chargers key play against the Bucks being at, right at the end of the first half. So too was the case in this game. It looked like the Dolphins with the field goal was going to, you know, they were going to run out down a point, 10 to 9. But instead, Wilson did Moore for 57 yards in the final seconds of the first half to set up a touchdown that gave Seattle a 17 to 9 halftime lead. Seahawks headsets that went out to start the drive. Uh, or excuse me, the Seahawks headsets went out to start the drive, and Wilson called the plays himself on that jo- on that drive. By the way, he ties Peyton Manning's record of 16 touchdown passes in the first four games of a season. Seahawks, Minnesota, it's going to be more than a touchdown. I'll say Seahawks minus seven and a half. Uh, and that's what it is. That's exactly what my power ratings came to, was seven and a half. I see seven with some juice on the favorite. Seven and a half, a little juice on the dog. I see one flat seven, but I'm going to open seven and a half. I think that's a good number. By the way, Vinny was in my office yesterday during that Seattle game, and I, I, I think the whole time I'm just screaming, "Why do I have to root against Russell Wilson every week? Why do I have to do this?" <laughs> you know, I mean, I think that he's so good, and I wind up rooting against him every week. And I'm, I'm here, I'm checking his QBR, uh, sixty-eight something, sixty-eight point seven. That's like one of his worst of the year. You know, and that's really good. <laughs> I hate rooting against this guy. I really do. Meanwhile, come Sunday night, I, I can almost guarantee I'll be rooting for the Vikings and rooting against Russell Wilson one more time. It's, it's torturous. Let me just tell you, it's torturous. It is. I had the Dolphins yesterday. I felt I, I even said, I go, that's the last guy I want to bet against. It's hell to bet against him, and it yeah. was hell. Um, that was the I Sunday night him. game you yeah. just said? Yeah. That was the Sunday night game? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a Sunday night game. Yes, yeah, Sunday oh, night. Yeah. Cool. So we're on we're on time here. I thought we had one more. I thought we missed one. By the I'm way, Detroit and there. Green Bay on buys next week. Green Bay still yet to play. They play Atlanta tonight. Remember, uh, tonight a doubleheader, uh, which is the Patriots and the Chiefs, the makeup game from uh, yesterday. Chiefs favored by 10.5 now. That's a 7.05 Eastern, 4.05 Pacific start. Then staggered a little later. So this should probably start right as the second half of the New England-Kansas City game is starting, more or less. Atlanta at Green Bay, the regularly scheduled Monday night game, pushed back a little further. 8.50 Eastern start, 5.50 Pacific kickoff with Green Bay a six-point favorite. So Detroit and Green Bay are on buys next week. Let me just say this about Detroit, because every week there's something new to say in terms of 
ignominious records that get shattered mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Uh, Detroit, lo- uh, Detroit losing to New Orleans 35 to 29 after leading 14 to nothing yesterday. They're the first NFL team, the Lions, to lose six straight games in which it led by double digits, according to Elias. The Lions also joined the 2011 Vikings as the two teams in league history to lose three of the first four games after leading by at least 10 points. The Lions lost a 17-point fourth-quarter lead, the opener against Chicago. Week two, they were ahead by 11 points against Green Bay before giving up 31 straight and losing an 11th straight game. And then yesterday, Matt Patricia falls to 10-25-1 after his team collapsed again, up 14-0. Jeez. Anyway, sorry, Lions fans. I know you're not playing. Did did you hear him afterwards saying, like, well, I had a lot of pieces to pick up from the, like, I'm paraphrasing, from the franchise that was in disarray when I took over. That's the biggest bunch of crap. Jim Caldwell should have never been fired. Never. Never. He's nine and seven disarray. Yeah. Nine and seven. Well, what do you, three of his four years, Uh, he was nine and seven, nine and seven, and 11 and five. And I think the other year he was seven and nine. And he got fired. Right. This dude is 10, 25, and one. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right, let's do Monday night. Uh, okay. Chargers at the Saints. Saints who beat the Lions uh, yesterday after a short night of sleep for the Saints coming off its first two-game losing streak in three years. Started the game without six injured starters, including uh, Michael Thomas. Their fullback, Michael, Bur- uh, Michael Burton, had a false positive test for the coronavirus on Saturday, leading to another round of tests for players and staff overnight in Detroit. Remember, there was a possibility this game between the Lions and the uh, Saints wasn't going to be played, but it was a false positive. They get on the field. They, they're down 14 nothing after that, after those shenanigans. Breeze goes 19 of 25 for 246, two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked twice. Alvin Kamara, 19 for 83 and a touchdown. Latavius uh, Murray vultured two of his touchdowns for fantasy players, though. They were 10 of 14 on third down. They were 1 of 1 on fourth. And talk about a time of possession advantage. 36-46 to 23-14. Saints over the Lions. Again, they spotted Detroit a 14 to nothing lead, 437 after kickoff, 4 minutes and 37 seconds in. Then they scored 35 straight points from late in the first period of midway through the third to take control. Chargers, we talked about at the top. They lose to the Buccaneers after trailing, or excuse me, after leading by 17 points, 24 to 7. And then they got Anthony Lind fumble deep in their own territory inside the 10 in Dominican Sioux, knocking out of Joshua Kelly's hands. Herbert, though, Justin Herbert, 20 of 25 for 290. Three touchdowns, one pick. He was only sacked twice. Five carries for 14 yards. I believe five carries for 14 yards. Was that the Chargers' leading rusher? Can we check on that? That's amazing if it was. He's the second player, Herbert, with 900-plus passing yards in his first three games. Cam Newton, the only other person. And, of course, he's in because of Terod Taylor's getting his lung punctured by the team doctor. Is Anthony Lynn really going to put Terod Taylor back in as soon as he's ready to play? Because this kid is awesome. By the way, he was two years old when Tom Brady made his first NFL start. Widest age gap ever between two starting quarterbacks. Austin Eckler left the uh, game late in the first quarter with a hamstring, did not return. Uh, Mike Williams didn't play with a hamstring. Brian Balaga had a back injury. Trey Turner groin didn't play. So think about that. They got a 17-point lead with all those losses. Anyway, I'll say New Orleans minus seven. <laughs> Once again, I like your number a little better. But it's higher, seven and a half. Hmm. Uh, I'm not going to – I'll probably open seven and a half because I'm sure they're going to bet the Saints. I'm not that impressed with the Saints. Not that impressed with the Saints. 
and I am highly impressed with this Herbert kid. I didn't know what to expect with this kid. There were so many different kind of cross currents of evaluation on him coming out of college. I didn't know what to think, but boy, this kid has shown me a lot. He's really yeah. good. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm going to probably need the Chargers Monday night. And you know what? I, I think I'm fine with that. I think that'll be fine. I wonder if Tua is quietly feeling the pressure in Miami, you know, because they were drafted back to back. Because Justin Herbert has been unbelievable. Yeah. Tua's got to be watching this, be like, oh boy, I better be good. Miami's got to be thinking he better be good. So in the end, as we go, as we close this down here in 30 seconds, the only thing I really loved here was Cleveland. You? Yeah. I like Cincinnati, too. And by the way, I'm reading in the break here, a lot of guys coming back to the Eagles. So I'm going to open the Steelers a flat seven in that. Uh, I told you I have some questions about that Steeler defense. Okay. So you're opening the Steelers flat seven. Like two games. And you like Cincinnati yeah. and Cleveland. All right. Yes, sir. Cleveland for me. Thank you, Chrissy. Guessing lines for week six in the okay. week five, rather, in the books. Good luck with everything. Baseball today and football from all of us at the numbers game at Visa Esports Betting Now. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 